This old body of mine is wearing a bit thin, just like the Doctor Who podcast. Hello dear listeners, whilst you're waiting for the next exciting episode of the Doctor Who podcast, Phil and I decided to take a trip down to the Riverside Studios, which is where Doctor Who was filmed on many, many occasions. I have no idea how many episodes in the 60s, but but rather a lot. And who did we meet there? We met Mr. Adam Purcell from the Staggering Stories podcast. Hello, how are you both? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. Excellent, excellent. Feels strange, doesn't it? We're just saying hello after we've just spent a whole afternoon together. I know, yeah, (laughs) for audio purposes. But there we go. Um, There was a reason the three of us happened to be here today, and and that's courtesy of the Doctor Who Appreciation Society, who hosted a screening of not only episode four of The Celestial Toymaker, but also the original version of an adventure in space and time and as listeners know we we thoroughly enjoy going along uh, to the BFI and other screening events Uh, so it was nice to come to a different location this time. Phil um, what did what did you think did you enjoy today? I really enjoyed it we're all taking bets as to which version they were going to show an adventure in space and time and as it as it turned out as you said Jones it was the original version Um, so all of the supposedly non, non-BBC content was, was freely aired, so you had all the Tribe of Gum dialogue <laughs> nicely intact in there, so which, was, uh, which was nice. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, I thought it was, it was really great. Really great to watch it on the big screen. Okay, Celestial Toymaker, <laughs> episode four. Yeah, okay, it's not that great. It's just watching... Stephen and Dodo playing parlour games with Billy Bunter. Um, that's uh, if, not if, Billy Bunter. If, no, definitely not. Billy Bunter. If, you know, that's one for the kids. And <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, it's just good to watch it with an audience. Um, yeah. I don't know about YouTube, but I, I found the the audience that at this one a bit more muted than yeah, say maybe. like a BFI audience. Would you say that was true? Did you feel that as well? It's a, a smaller venue, so it's probably sort of half, maybe even a third of the. <laughs> sort of audience you get at the BFI but yeah it, it's a slightly different crowd mm. maybe Dwaz has a very particular crowd generally <laughs> define very particular <laughs> well middle aged <laughs> middle aged men like us yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's typical of a Doctor Who podcast um, to prioritise discussing the audience rather than what it is that they've actually just sat and watched. <laughs> but, um, well, but, but the atmosphere, I agree, uh, was markedly different to that which you get at the BFI uh, screenings. It felt like um, almost a, a formal screening as opposed mm. to something people go along to have a bit of a laugh and, you know, yeah, just enjoy. Yeah, because you got the introduction from, I don't know who the president of the... Of the DWAS is but yeah they got like a formal introduction um, then there was sort of like a little award given to Morris Hussain at yeah, the end that's really like, good. That's, that was nice wasn't it um, but yeah you're right it, it was it was more like a, um, it was more like the sort of like Doctor's version of the Oscars or the BAFTAs really wasn't it than, uh, 
yeah. um, than sort of like a beer five event where you got you know Justin Johnson and Dick Fiddy sort of yeah. you know, mucking about on stage you know yeah. with a bit of audience interaction you do always expect um, it to be the other way around you expect the beer five to be a bit more prim and proper it's a mm. British film institute but, but exactly. no actually the, the Dwaz are the ones who are a bit more staged than the, the beer five yeah yeah, I didn't have thought that, but uh, no, no, it was good. It was good, and as you, you alluded to there, we had a Q and A straight after with some some of the actors from an Adventure in Space of Time and Voice of Zane and Caroline Ford. Yeah. yeah, from the gods somewhere we didn't actually get to see her. Yeah, we were in a Stephen's company, really. Sasha Darwin, mm. Caroline Ford, Warris Hussain, yeah. Jamie Glover, who played Ian Chesterton. Yes, or William Russell. And Claudia yeah. Grant, who played Caroline Ford. And yeah, yeah it, it's always good to wander around these events and just see members of uh, the Doctor Who alumni just mingling and, uh, you know, mm. talking to, uh, to fellow attendees. And, but Adam, <clears throat> when was the last time you saw, well, let's, let's, let's take the slightly more obscure um, piece of footage we saw. Okay. <laughs> um, right. uh, the episode four of The Celestial Toymaker. Only a few weeks ago, I watched it straight after the giggle, for, oh, okay. if you know, for a review of the giggle. And uh, yeah, it's not one of my favourite stories. It does just seem to be people doing a bit of snakes and ladders and a bit of Tower of Hanoi, which doesn't make for great TV, I don't think. Hmm. But yeah, you can see why they, they grabbed that character in the toy maker. There's such potential in that character. Mm. And I don't think it's realised necessarily, certainly in episode four. Um, I, I really have got good memories of the Celestial Time Maker. Uh, and bearing in mind no one has seen episodes one to three for rather a long time, um, yeah. then I can mm. only gather my memories are from listening to it on a CD release, um, the one yeah, the right. BBC put out many, book. many years ago. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I, know, I know you hear this said occasionally about some missing episodes um, and people or fans mischievously suggest that sometimes it's better that they remain lost so you can't actually <laughs> see uh, but, but for the first no. time I think <laughs> I actually felt that way uh, watching episode 4 it is a clunky studio based very slow paced piece of television which doesn't even feature William Hartnell very much <laughs> you know, yeah. because he's invisible for, for, for most of it but um, <laughs> I, I th I've always thought the Celestial Time Maker is a good premise the story is a good premise um, mm -hmm. but I hadn't seen the final test uh, for a very very long time and I won't be rushing to watch it again anytime soon um, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching an adventure in space and time once again um, and you know Adam I know we were talking before the screening uh, you know which which version are they going yeah. to surely with the new one surely well no. um, I, I know we discussed at the time they should have really attempted to make a hybrid version which, yeah that would uh, be great to have all the stuff they cut out from an earthly child but with Gatwa at the end wouldn't yeah. that have been good it would have been yeah. easily done nowadays. Yes, exactly. Maybe yeah. we'll have to offer services to um, to Glass, perhaps, <laughs> for their, for yeah. their next, uh, next screening. Uh, but yes, I think we had around about 40 minutes worth of, uh, of discussion with the cast and Warris Hussein afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, anything jump out there, Adam, that was, uh, was new to you? Talking about new, um, it's always great to hear that group of people. I hadn't seen... Um, Claudia Grant, I think, before. The first time I've ever seen her on stage. All the others I have in some, some regard. Uh, 
but it's just great to, to see their reaction to it because they haven't watched it in 10 years yes. either yes. Um, and all the memories have come flooding back it's hard to believe it's been 10 years isn't it um, yeah yeah I think that's, the, that's the thing that shocked me the most actually is how long yeah. ago it actually was yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but one thing I would say is that it wasn't the most free-flowing of interviews or Q&As it, it was a bit stilted there was a lot of ask a question hmm. then bit of pausing hoping the others would jump in they, they didn't so they had, to, hmm. <laughs> they had to be picked on almost by the interview by James Gus well, isn't it dreadful having podcasters in the audience who watch interviews who continually think they can do a better job than whoever is up <laughs> <on stage. laughs> but yeah it, it is difficult I, I thought the questions James asked were actually quite good but like yeah. you say the conversation was a little bit stymied and I, I wondered whether it was because this was the second time a number of those individuals had been in such a, a session uh, so yeah, perhaps the encore yeah, yeah 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 exactly it was the mm. second second time around and and as you say Adam it's 10 years ago so mm. a lot of the questions James asked were well what was it like doing all of the research you know so he was asking Claudia Grant with Carol Ford in the room what was it like Sasha Darwin literally with uh, Warren next yeah. to him but the thing yeah. is it was such a long time ago and they answered all of these questions 10 years ago so yeah. I think the, the value for us fans was, was just hearing these, you know, stalwarts and um, absolute legends, really, uh, especially when you talk about Warris Hussein and Caroline Ford, yeah. just engaging with fans, talking about Doctor Who, regardless of what the question is, is, is fascinating. It does bring us alive in a way which you don't get from watching the actual programme, just to hear the sort of thing that was going on at the time and yeah yeah you, Phil I think you did mention that um, there's an award given to Horace Hussein which yes. drives to a lot of their conventions they, they get a guest award give yeah. them an award for something uh, but that was a really great moment particularly given they got Sasha Dwan to to present it to yes exactly yeah it was uh, kind of, was it a lifetime achievement award something so, with a generic yeah. title like that and, and, it, so, and yeah. again um, I, I know the intention is to recognise you know how brilliant these individuals are certainly within the world of Doctor Who um, but it did feel a little bit artificial you know it, it's it's it was like a screening and they just decided to recognize someone with a very attractive admittedly uh, paperweight essentially well yeah but I, must, I, was, I was somewhat moved by that whole thing particularly you know he's a legend in Doctor Who circles Boris Hussein his, his role is perhaps overblown in the adventure of space time itself. It's implied he's there for a long time, and he, he actually only did, what, 10 episodes. Um, but nevertheless, he is a, a crucial part of the beginning of Doctor Who. I couldn't figure out whether he was always hanging around a production office because of his friendship with Verity Lambert, which... Maybe. Maybe there's some truth to The, that, the yeah. docudrama really focuses on, and, and I knew that he'd only been contracted to do two stories... Yeah. Um, essentially so I did wonder why he was there so much and then of course they made a bit of a deal about him going elsewhere because he was in demand somewhere so yeah, yeah. I, all in all I, I, I really enjoyed the production um, one day it would be really good to understand how much dramatic license Gattis took um, or how, how many of these scenes like you know the racist barman for example how many of those <laughs> scenes were based on <laughs> yeah. anecdotes, you know? Oh, well, no, that must have happened, surely. If not at the BBC bar, it'd be all over. 
wherever he went at that time, I'm sure. Mm. It, like these, all of these docudramas or these biopics, they play around, they merge characters, they, they play around the timelines, but it gives the, the flavour of what really happened. Like, I feel like the flavour of it was very true to what, mm. and what they were saying on the Q&A is very true to reality. It, it does. A, a lump was brought to my throat on several occasions, actually. Yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah. towards the end, and seeing David Bradley break down when yeah. he didn't want to go, which, of course, has got a double <laughs> meaning for Doctor Who fans. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I wonder if that actually did happen, but I don't really care. I, it gets me every time when, when I watch it. Yeah. And I've seen it, you know, God knows how many times over the last 10 years. And, yeah. You know, sort of the last sort of couple of months I've seen it twice in, in two different iterations and, and both you know and it still gets me that bit yeah. um, it, it really does and um, I think the other bit also gets me as well is when he just stares into the camera at the end um, oh, after yeah. he's seen Matt Smith or, or Shooty Gatwa um, I, don't, I don't know what it is about it it always sort of, sort of brings a Sort of gives me the feels, as they, as the, yeah. as people say. It yeah, is a powerful well piece of television. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. Yeah, it is. And uh, it's, it's incredibly well made, and it stands up. I know it's only ten years old, but this will stand up for, for years to come. So, really good um, to have an opportunity to see it. One on the big screen, and two with well, friends, and three mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of other Doctor Who fans. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, I think the other important thing is it's actually where Doctor Who was recorded at the Riverside Studios, in case anyone out there doesn't actually actually know. Um, yeah, it was. N- not done earthly child, but uh, I think at the end of uh, end of Hardwell, beginning of Troughton, there's a season yeah. or two there. Yeah. Where it, um, so the regeneration was shot there, certainly. The first yeah. I mean, the, the, I mean, the day that, that we're there, the 21st of Jan, um, mm-hmm. that, that day, episode two of The Underwater Menace was aired. Which was filmed at the Riverside Studios. Phil, so you're repeating all... my obscure facts <laughs> <laughs> and passing them off as your own. I said it in case you forgot. Yeah. A Dalek invasion of Earth. That that famous bit with the Dalek coming out of the, the Thames. That was shot of by course. Outside Studios. Yes, the, uh, of course it was. Yeah, the bridge there. No, really, really good fun to um, just just spend the day around so many. Doctor Who icons, be they actors, directors, or buildings, um, it was absolutely yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so. it's, it's, you know, piece of history right there. It was, it was great, absolutely great. Well, I hope they do more. That's all I can say. Yeah, be good if they do. Anyway, yeah. lovely to uh, have a quick chat with you two uh, about today's events. And uh, listeners, yeah. we hope we've done something to convey how much fun uh, the event has been. We'll catch up with you very soon. Bye for now. Let's have a pint now. Yeah. yeah.